0: Yoga in all its forms has been a support for me in my life through all the highs and lows. It's opened my mind and my heart in ways I never knew were possible. It has been a teacher, a taskmaster, and a friend. This podcast is an offering. I wish to share the teachings of yoga with you as a tool to help navigate life. Namaste and welcome. Welcome, I'm so happy you're here. So for the past couple of episodes, we've been discussing the Klesias. And Klesias are defined as afflictions, obstacles, obscurations, addictions, being uh, not in the know or not able to seek knowing. The main klesha that's at the root of all the other afflictions is avidya, ignorance. So in the first episode, I gave an overview of kleshas and an understanding of avidya. And in the last episode, we talked about asmita or pride or ego. So you may want to go back to those two if you haven't listened to them already. As we move forward into this episode, we're talking about Raga. And Raga is defined as a clinging to pleasure. It's defined as attachment. So now remember when we talked about avidya, we talked about ignorance. And ignorance is not two plus two equals five. Ignorance is we are ignorant to our infinite potential. We are ignorant to ourself with the capital S really our pure potentiality. We're ignorant to it. And we get caught up in the snares of these, um, well, these afflictions, you know, we're ignorant to how, how much we are able to really show up in the world. Like we're ignorant to how bright our light is. We keep our light dim. We don't even know our own brilliance, and then our ego cuts in, that asmita, and it's the ego that is of the nature to say things like, um, you know, to defend positions, to be judgmental, to create an energy of self and other, which, which supports suffering. When we see ourselves as separate from others, we suffer when we recognize ourselves in others, we don't suffer. And asmita meaning ego is about recognizing the transparency of ourself. So when we see the ego as transparent, it's kind of like, I can see through my stuff, my behaviors, and I, through that, can see you and you can see through your stuff and your behaviors right into me. And so when we can do the work to almost laugh at ourselves and laugh at our behaviors and go, oh, there I go again, that's, you know, me being me, ha, ha, ha. Uh, When we don't get ensnared by them and we can see them and make light of them and progress beyond them, the more transparent our ego becomes and we are more connected self to other therefore less suffering and more compassion and more empathy and our relationships are better and our communion with one another is better because I see you in me and me in you. Uh, that, is, that is the union. Um, when we move into Raga, what we start to look at is our attachment to pleasure. So things in life that bring us pleasure and not pain, we seek out. So we desire pleasurable experiences. We crave. Uh, When this occurs, we create attachment. And when we're deprived of this pleasure, we suffer. Um, The word for suffering in, uh, the word for suffer, or I guess to be ill at ease, is dukkha. And the word for ease or contentment is sukha. And I probably mentioned those in the previous episodes. We move into this state of dukkha, of suffering, when we feel deprived of something that we have a memory of bringing us pleasure. And we can become pretty ornery with this. You know, we can was sort of like start to seek out and blame people or situations that are depriving us of the things that bring us pleasure and this really can stir up issues in relationships when people start looking at their their partners or their family members or even close co-workers and say you're the reason i'm not happy right now you're the reason i'm i'm deprived of the pleasure i have the memory of so we become attached to a prior experience of pleasure and we're unable to fulfill it. And so we become uneasy, we become frustrated, we become uncomfortable. Um, it, It can also, the word raga in Sanskrit can also be defined as coloring, as in having an experience that stains your mind. So the thing about attachment, when we start using that word attachment in, in these practices, people immediately, I did it myself many years ago, will immediately say, okay, so what are you gonna talk to you about non-attachment? There's a whole nother talk we'll have on that in depth and the Sanskrit word that goes along with it. But when you start talking about the word attachment or to not have attachment, people go, okay, so what? I shouldn't love my family? What, so I shouldn't be attached to my pets? No, that's not what we're saying. Remember that the clashes can be summed up in seeing the impermanent as permanent, okay? So when we see that which is by its nature impermanent and we define it as permanent, we are ignorant to the truth of life of nature of this human experience. So when we talk about attachment, no one is saying that you need to move into this neutral, non-feeling space of don't get too attached to your loved ones. It's, it's about recognizing attachment and pleasurable memory that have left this mark or samskara on your mind that you are now urgently craving and seeking it out and missing the beauty of life as it is in real time so when we talk about loving our family members or loving our pets or loving our country you know whatever it is those attachments are healthy and fine but what if we were to love and know that there is an expiration date on the experiences that we're having. So to love is to know that someday we will be apart. Our soul and our essence will always be able to communicate. That is my understanding, that has been my experience. But to truly understand that all beings are impermanent in our nature. Once we really start to grab hold of that teaching, we start to live our lives much more fully. You know, have somebody get a health scare, right? And all of a sudden they start smelling roses better. You know, they start seeing the colors of the sky at sunrise because you've, you've jostled their, their belief that everything was gonna last forever. Okay, that's ignorant so now when we're looking at raga and we're looking at the pleasures we're saying don't become habitually addictively attached to the things that bring you pleasure enjoy them fully and wholly in the moment you know i had an experience a couple of weeks ago i was doing a an art workshop i may have brought this up prior but it's here now and i was doing an art workshop and i was so excited to go to this new place and meet new people and learn this new uh, form of art. And I thought, this is gonna be great. It's near my home and I'm um, discovering this this new place where I can go and study and I can go and take classes and workshops. This is gonna be awesome. They're gonna be so sick of me there. I'm gonna be going every month to classes. This is awesome. I get there and within the first 15 minutes of being there, I discovered that this is the very last workshop that they're gonna be holding. So it's my first and my last workshop in this new place. And I felt that kind of, you know, let down, if you will. And I caught myself and I thought, okay, here you go. You are going to be here for three days. And now you are going to really be here. You're not going to take this three-day experience for granted or, or miss a moment or not appreciate everything that you're doing because you will never take a workshop here again they're not holding them there anymore. They're expanding their factory business. So you have this information Now, what are you going to feel? Are you going to feel curmudgeony all weekend? Because I just found this really great thing and it's being taken away from me. Who's depriving me of my pleasure? Or are you going to say, "Wow, here is an opportunity to soak this place in like you've never soaked anything in before, because you're not going to be back here. You might be back here doing something else, but you're not going to study here not going to be taking a workshop here it was really pretty cool because i had that anticipation and excitement of going to this new place as if i was finding a new home in which to study art and then immediately told "Eh, actually after saturday we're not doing this anymore so i could have been like i said really frustrated and really you know stamping my feet like oh great Of course that happens to me. I find this really great place and now they're not going to exist anymore. So, oh, this always happens, right? That's Raga where we get attached to pleasure and we cling to it. We hold on for dear life. You will not take this toy from my grip, right? I'm going to hold on to this. I am attached to this. That's going to bring me suffering when the thing doesn't exist anymore or the person isn't around anymore. So we love our people, we are attached in our relationships, but how much richer they will be when you consciously remind yourself they cannot last forever because nothing does. So the true ignorance is believing that, is seeing that which is impermanent as permanent. I hope you understand that. I hope I'm explaining it in a way that makes it understandable for your experience. So when we have this, um, experience of this, you know, pleasurable event, we create a memory. We feel uplifted, inspired. We feel seen. Of course we want to experience it again. So we create this pleasurable experience, this pleasurable memory, this coloring or staining of the mind and we can consider this a samskara samskara is an impression left on our on our mind let's say and samskara is where we get the word scar from Um, so it creates this groove so we've got these these pleasurable events creating these grooves in our memory and we just want more and you know another another you know example is i have this this favorite place. It's a store in New York city that I love to go to. And I've been going to for many, many, many years, probably my husband and I probably been going since we're married. So three decades. And for most of those decades, we couldn't afford anything in this store, but we used to like to go and look at the things and they would have beautiful furniture from all over the world. And and then over time, they became this beautiful place where you could go for teachings. I met um, Deepak Chopra there, I met um, Damian Eccles there, uh, Sharon Salzberg had been there, Brene Brown had been there. I mean, I'm totally name dropping right now, but they used to have these amazing events and book signings and just very inspirational to me as an artist, as, um, as a meditator, as a yogi, just incredibly inspiring. Well, nothing stays the same and it shifted through COVID. And then the person that was really responsible for all these amazing events retired and economics happened. So a six floor store turned into two thirds of a floor. And I went the other day because I like to go around the holidays and just for inspiration and maybe to pick up an affordable trinket if I can find one. And I really took it in how this place had changed. It's not the same. And that's a study of impermanence. Nothing will stay the same, not even your favorite shop. Um, and, and I know that I fully enjoyed this place and would take my family there and would tell students about it. And, um, I have items that I've purchased from there over the years, like I said, little trinkets, and it's my memories of this place are very dear to me, but there isn't anything that I can do to make this place what it used to be. I have my memories, but I'm not in my memory of this place angry that it has changed or let down that it has changed. It is a fact of life. Nothing stays the same. And so once we really get that, we start to become, more understanding of people's behaviors. We start to become more understanding of really everything because we have released our grip on things having to stay a certain way for us to feel safe. That's really what it is. We need things to stay a certain way so we can feel safe. Uh, Things that are constantly changing make us feel a little nuts um, and scare us, right? So this samskara, is stained by pleasurable experiences. And every time we have these repeat pleasurable experiences, that memory, that coloring gets stronger. And this is how we create an addiction or how we create a habit. Now, we have to remember that that's one of the definitions of kleshas. It can be defined as addictions. Um, Habitual patterns of behavior are formed by raga more than any other of the Kleshas. And the next Klesha that we're gonna talk about in the next episode is Devesha, which means aversion. Okay, so then we start really getting, this is where these two, the Raga and the Devesha are where we get a real strong sense of how ingrained we are in our self-identification process. When we start breaking down the things that bring us pleasure and the things that we're averse to, when we stay hooked on those things, we are staying hooked in our ego, in that which we feel defines us. And if you're going to be responsible for bringing me things that I'm averse to, i'm going to push you away i'm going to judge you i'm going to create separation i'm going to get angry i'm going to be emotionally reactive if you're someone that supports my pleasures okay and really gets what i dig and brings it to me i'm going to favor you but if you're depriving me for whatever reason of my pleasures you too Will become something that I will push away or create a separation, a disconnect from. It sounds murky because it really can be until you're ready to be truthful. So, until you're ready to lift the veil of avidya and see your behaviors for the truth of what they are, not in comparison to other people, not, you know, butted up against the way others behave, just you. It's just all about you. Uh, It truly is. In order for you to do the work, you need to kind of drown out the the external noise and find your truth. And that's that's union. That's yoga. That's meditation. So I just want to read a little bit to you from The Path of the Yoga Sutras by Nikolai Bachman. And on Raga, he says, for example, you just ended a passionate but unfulfilling and unhealthy relationship in which you experienced both intense pleasure and pain. It's hard to let go of those experiences and move on with your life because the relationship lasted so long. The impressions had time to develop deep patterns in your consciousness, which can pull you back into the relationship. Despite your mind telling you that going back is not a good idea. It's much more difficult to resist Raga and stay away from the person than it is to submit to Raga and return to the intense pleasure. When we muster the strength to break away from the easy road of following our long-standing tendencies, and we instead listen to our inner voice telling us not to return to the past and to move ahead with our life, then tapas is happening. If you remember tapas from our study of the yamas and the niyamas, that is your burning zeal. Resisting a powerful habit can be difficult and uncomfortable. Svadhyaya, another one of our niyamas, or self observation, self study, I like to say, allows us to observe our emotions from a distance and listen to the advice of friends and family. Isvara Pranadana, devotion to the higher self, higher being, is the letting go of this unhealthy relationship and having faith. That life will be okay without it. He's great, Nikolai Bachman. Hat, hats off to him. I read him a lot. I highly recommend his writings. So, this was Raga, pleasure, attachment to pleasure. And uh, we've got two more. We've got Devesha, and then we have uh, Abhinavasha, which is a clinging to life. So, two more episodes to finish out the Kleshas. Thank you so much for listening. Hands at the heart center and prayer position. May all beings be happy and peaceful. May all beings be healthy and strong. May all beings be safe and protected. May all beings live with ease. Namaste.